Talk Radio. If you don't force behaviors, whether it's gender or race or just any way you want to say the composition of your team, we're going to have to force change. The big money, the big banks, the federal government, BlackRock, whether it's University of Texas, hell, A&M's even this bad now, or Yale, or Harvard's the worst, Berkeley, they literally teach, and it's not just in the political science classes. They make a whole bunch of the CRT and transgender stuff and leftist queer theory, pedophile theory, mandatory now in these colleges. And it's in, it's in the high schools, it's in the junior highs, it's even in many of the elementaries. It's come out that the government keeps it secret across the country and files on the kids and the parents and try to cut the children away from the parents and convince them to change their gender. This is a multi-million dollar industry. Azra Namani did what more journalists should do. She filed Freedom of Information Act requests that forced school districts to reveal that they're paying consultants to spread critical race theory. I have the proof. We found 300 plus contracts and counting. Like every day I'm getting a new contract. For them to deny it is just part of their campaign. But that's just for teachers, says the CNN guest. Can it influence the way that some teachers teach? Uh, Yeah, but that's a good thing, right? Because race and racism is literally the building box of this country. I mean, this is already over the edge of the cliff. We're already over the cliff here, okay? We're we're not about to go over the cliff. We drove over it a long time ago. So when you see the cashless society and you see the social credit scores and you see you go to the grocery store and they're in your face saying, have an app, use an app to be here, you'll you'll get great deals. Here's a headline. China creates global AI governance initiative to control world's tech, control the population's mind, infiltrating our minds, the future of cognitive warfare, the official main operation that is now in full swing of the Communist Party China. And they admit it's a competing program to the West that has a very similar AI brainwashing, cultural control grid rolling out, but they're two competing systems because Xi Jinping about nine years ago broke with the globalist who he'd been allied with. That's what always happens with these tyrants is they'll work with each other at first. And then when one group thinks they have the other hand, the upper hand, they will make their move. It is funded by the most powerful banks and corporations in the world to promote classical, malice, Marxist-Leninist ideology. And and, and the revolutionary form that they've chosen of communism, which is a bunch of different subsets, is the Maoist model. The Confucius organizations of almost all the major public and private colleges literally run by the communist Chinese. So the hour is extremely late. We're very, very far down this rat hole. Remember I told you decades ago China was funding thousands of colleges? For the curriculum, giving them billions of dollars to undermine America, to criticize capitalism, the nuclear family, while China is promoting the nuclear family to make us weak. And now it came out a few months ago that thousands of public schools and private schools are given Chinese communist money to follow their curriculum. So this is all paid for. The transgenderism, the communism, the critical race theory, and it's all coming from BlackRock and the communist Chinese. And when you go into a restaurant, they want to make you look at an app to order your food. That's literally through the global restaurant associations and the World Economic Forum and the big banks. When you walk in a grocery store, they're trying to make you have an app or Chick-fil-A. All of that is to get you ready for the cashless society. People say, oh, it's just a technology. No, it's designed and being implemented and rolled out to totally and completely make it a post-human world. 
If you don't have humans serving you dinner or cutting your hair or growing your vegetables or raising your children, it's a computer and it's an AI system where it can all be standardized and surveilled and tracked. So everything is about building new independent economies and not joining the big centralized economy as much as you can. They've already made it impossible, unless you're Amish, to, to not interface with it some. And they're simply looking at us as a commodity and saying, humans have always been cheap, but now they're garbage. And they just say the future's not human. Humans were bad. We're worthless. We hurt the earth. We don't have free will. Well, the globalists actually don't believe that. They want you to hate yourself and have a self-fulfilling prophecy. The world's going to end in 2030 because if they get their plans of Agenda 2030 through, you'll think it's the end of the world. And for most of us, it will be. You're going to live through this. This is all going to happen. They're going to attempt it. Podcasts that people have been putting in the can and waiting on. A couple big ones, I'll leave it at that. When they drop them, they drop them. All right, I uh, spent a couple hours yesterday on some very disturbing phone calls with lawyers and others dealing with January 6th convictees in the kangaroo courts, namely my old friend Joe Big and others, Joe Biggs. They are torturing the living snot out of them in prison. They don't just have Owen in solitary confinement. They are torturing the hell out of them. And it's standard torture that they do to political prisoners. We're going to be joined by Joe Biggs's lawyer, Norm Pattis, and one of the leaders and one of the main activist groups has been in contact with all of the major people that were convicted in the kangaroo courts in D.C. But they're not even letting people talk to their lawyers. So we've had to get this from sources inside the prison, and it's been confirmed. And we're also going to have a guest on who has been able to talk to them, but not for weeks. It's been intensifying. We're talking about keeping people in restraint 16 hours a day, driving them from prison to prison, not feeding them for up to three days, not letting them talk to their lawyers. I mean, this is what happened to our troops that got captured by the North Vietnamese. This is North Korea stuff, folks. This is North Korea-level crap. And Congressman Biggs, no relation to Joe Biggs, who heads up uh, the committee that uh, has oversight of the Bureau of Prisons, is hopping mad. Uh, He's confirmed a lot of this has happened. uh, And we've confirmed and had meetings with the Speaker of the House. Biggs' representatives and others have. uh, And also Congressman Gates. You saw some of the hearings this week where Owen was brought up, and, and Owen's great, and what's happened to him is terrible, and a precedent-setting case of a journalist put in jail for free speech. And 
it's terrible. But what they're doing to the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers is unbelievable. Imagine not getting fed for three days. Imagine being thrown in a freezing cell in your underwear for a month, never even allowed out, supermax level, for nothing. Imagine not being fed. Imagine being driven from prison to prison. Imagine not talking to your daughter in six months. And it's the model for all of us. They've had the left all over Homeland Security, all over TV, that we're now going to use Homeland Security on the Trump supporters. If we don't stand up for Stuart Rhodes and Joe Biggs and Enrique Tarrio and others, we're next. So that's the bottom of the hour. Then we got a bunch of other big guests today. Really interesting fellow. I've known about him for years. Got a chance to meet him a few days ago. Asked him to come on the show. Mark England. He'll be joining us to talk about the whole waterfront and ways to you know, not get depressed during this tyranny, but to actually overcome it and how to not be a victim. Jason Hinkle is a super viral journalist and uh, very eclectic. He'll be joining us as well. And then there's been massive internet outages and power outages uh, in uh, New Zealand, all globalists run. Maria Zia will be reporting on that, and I'll host some with her uh, in the fourth hour today. That said, there's a lot of other news and information to get to. Obviously, the debate last night for so many issues is a Rosetta Stone or a keyhole or a skeleton key where you can look to the keyhole and see the bigger world on the other side. Ramaswani devastated them. The other candidates were a joke. The worst, Chris Christie and uh, Nikki Haley up there with her Freudian slip. First thing she'll do is catch and release. He destroyed them, and it's the attitude he has that we should have against the New World Order, against the establishment. The debate had less than a million viewers. But on Stephen Crowder's show, last night I was on, it had two million viewers at least. They're a joke. And Vivek, skip the break, literally nailed them when he said, we shouldn't have NBC hosting a Republican debate. There's no Republicans watching NBC and MSNBC. We should have Joe Rogan and Elon Musk and Tucker Carlson hosting this. They're the populists. They're so popular. Why do we keep kissing the ass of the establishment? No one's watching us because we're idiots. We keep groveling to the system. We keep acting like it's still in power. It's a facade that blew over. You see those Hollywood sets where it's just the front of a house? You look behind it, it's some boards propping it up. This is not even a propped up, one foot thick front of a house. It blew over and termites ate it. It's a rotting hulk. But let's not be mean. There are a lot of old folks that were smarter than I am and are totally awake. But for the majority of older folks, they still think, even though they don't even watch it, that's the media. That's what matters. And most of the young people are just oblivious, not even tuned into what's happening. But for the large minority of people of every race, color, and creed, it is Alex Jones, it is Tucker Carlson, it is Joe Rogan, it is Vivek Ramaswamy, it is Russell Brand, it is Jimmy Dore. And that's why RFK Jr. sounds like us. And that's why Tulsi Gabbard sounds like us. Whether they're good or bad, they know where the world's going. They can stick their finger in the wind and say it's blowing the direction of freedom. 
And so my greatest victory is you keep me on air. It's your victory. And the fact that we sustain through all these attacks to get to the point where we see the Great Awakening exploding right now. The problem is it's like this passe thing like the war's over though, Alex. You're not needed anymore. No, we're awake that we're in a war. And now when we speak out against lockdowns and tyranny, we get a response and we have some victory. But now we're in the fight. And this is the most important point of our entire operation. So I'm going to plug this right now. Let's get to the news. I thought about this last night and this morning because it's it's a paradox. It's it's a it's a very interesting paradox that I want to explain to people. For at least four or five years, we've been on the edge of not having enough money to operate. We've made every cut we can make. We can't cut anymore. People don't get raises around here for years, bonuses, nothing, but they stay here because they're dedicated and they care about freedom. I've sold almost everything I've got. I'm in the process of selling the last piece of property. Uh, that's not my home, won't even pay a third of what I need to get done. I'm not complaining. If God wants me out of the game and God doesn't touch your heart to support us, that's the way it is. But let me explain a paradox here. This building, this infrastructure, the crew, the brain trust we have here, if I shut this down and just say, well, we're essentially been shut down, I'm not quitting. You've quit on us and I'm not mad at you. And people think, well, Jones is around forever. You know, he, he's fine. If I don't show you and shut it down, I won't get the funds. Now, I know what's going to happen. The minute we announce, oh, we're shutting down in two weeks, we'll suddenly have more money than we need. But I don't jerk people's chain. And the way it works in bankruptcy, because we're going through reorganization, is if we do say we're shut down, we're shut down. So I can't sit here and bluff you because it's not a bluff. I have to explain to you that I personally am now, I said a million dollars in the hole, if I sell my property that's up for sale, it's not worth a million bucks, I'm in the hole $2 million. Now, at a, at a sick level, I'm doing this 29 years. I'll still do interviews. I'll still do show. It's fine. I love the crew. I don't want them to have the victory to shut this down. But at one level, I'm like, well, I mean, I'm going to be on air seven, eight hours today. I was up here at 10 o'clock last night. I'm not complaining. I love it. But I never quit, and I never sell out. But if you don't take me seriously and don't support us, that's your decision. And I got news to it. So I'm resigned to it. I feel good. I've done my job. It's all in God's hands. But when I tell you, because that's the Achilles heel, and that's what they did. They knew what they were doing. They make me pay half the legal bills for free speech. Free speech has the money to pay the bills. Not a lot of extra, but they can do it. They have me paying half the bills. And, and, and the big joke is, oh, Jones will give up or Jones will uh, Jones will go away. If we just set it up, because you know they knew my real money right when I filed. And so they set it up where I'd run down to nothing, thinking that'll demoralize me. No, it'll just shut this down, and then I'll just continue on. It just won't be InfoWars. So that's really up to everybody right now. Um, I need people to go to defendjones.com, and you can make a donation. You know, the goal I put up a month ago was a million bucks. We raised like $200,000, defendjones.com, on Give, Send, Go. No, I mean, I need to raise millions of dollars. And, and, and it sounds like, oh, millions. Millions is nothing nowadays. If you want this to stay on the air, go make a donation, $5, $1,000, $10, $100 at defendjones.com. And I do actually get part of the money from the sale of my book at infowarstore.com. You, you get the signed copy, I get a big percentage of it. If everybody just went and got a signed copy of The Great Awakening, Defeating the Globalists and Launching the Next Great Renaissance at InfoWarsTour.com, I wouldn't be spending five hours a day 
Five hours a day jacking with money. And I'm not complaining. I just want to be on the field fighting. It's a great book. It's historic. It's a game plan. We're winning in many levels. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and support free speeches as well by getting Ultra 12 back in stock, by getting Super Female Vitality, by getting Coil Silver, uh, by getting all the great products that are there. That's what it takes to fight a war, and we sell you great products in the process. Down and out sleep aid, 40% off. But whatever you do, however you see fit, this will be a commitment. If I come in here in a month and I say, well, uh, it looks like I'm not going to be able to continue on, and there'll be an agreement with the court, and I'll say there's a three, four-month wind down, we'll sell out of everything that's left, and suddenly there'll be all this support. I'm not going to pull the plug, folks, and turn it back on. When I say, okay, we've run our course, I, I'm not going to, it's not a bluff. That's where this is, ladies and gentlemen. So they're essentially shutting us down, but they don't want you to have the victory of them officially shutting us down. They just want to have the victory. I think I'm too stupid to not know this, of where I have no money and I can't even operate. And then there won't be legal bills to pay for the appeals and the defense and, and all the stuff going on in the bankruptcy. So that will shut down free speech. That's where we are. It's very simple. You have a decision. You decide to go to defendjones.com and make a donation. You decide to buy the you decide to buy my book. That supports free speech and me. There's a few things I get funds from. Or you decide to go be a member of jonescrowder.com. You get all of Stephen Crowder's shows, all the other shows, my special show, all the things we do there for like $7 and change a month. You get a free month, jonescrowder.com. Go there, decide to support. But I'm going to get to a point in the next few weeks where I'm not going to even plug stuff anymore. It's going to be up to you. And I've always been honest, honest with, the, with, with the crew. I'm like, no, we're not shutting down. Hey, we can fight for years. Hey, we can go on. Well, years have gone by now. And I don't want the crew to go to another job yet. I think we're going to make it through this. But people aren't listening to what I'm saying. All right? They think, oh, that's just Jones. You know, the media says he's got $400 million. I don't have $500,000. May I be struck down by a bolt of lightning if I'm lying? It's not true. They just want us to go away. They don't want to have the victory, us have the victory of shutting us down, that made Tucker Carlson even bigger. But that's what they're effectively doing. So it's up to you, and I'm done talking about it. But let me get back to the positive news, because everybody's Alex Jones now. And Vivek Ramaswamy knocked it out of the park. You say, oh, is he good? Is he bad? The stuff he's doing is devastating them. Same thing with Elon Musk. Same thing with Joe Rogan. Same thing with Russell Brand. All of it. Tucker Carlson. The list goes on and on. So the good news is, maybe I'm like an old military officer that's already been in like five wars, and I'm old now, and maybe it's time for me to take a back seat. I'm ready, I'm calm, I'm prepared, and I've done my mission, but if you decide to pull me out of the game, if you decide to take me and put me on the bench, then do it, and I'm done. It's that simple. DefendJones.com. JonesCrowder.com, InfoWarsStore.com. Get the book, buy the signed copy, get the unsigned copy. Whatever you do, you make the decision. But we've been through a long, hard fight this far, and I don't want to be taken out of the game. I want to keep fighting. But, man, I'm not going to sit here for five, ten minutes a show when we got so much critical news for people and talk about myself anymore.
You're going to get one-minute plugs an hour here on out, and that's it. And if the money don't come in, we're gone. You've been told. It's been there. That's a fact. You can bet your bottom dollar on it. On my soul, on my children, that's how it is. All right, good. Now, let's get to what I was talking about. And you got Hillary coming out saying Trump is Hitler and Trump's going to put everybody in prison. That's what they're actually doing to us. Uh, you got Ramaswamy saying this place is a joke. No one watches NBC. This is, and, and Lester Holt was like literally having a meltdown because they know they're nobody. They know everybody hates them. But why does the Republican Party go kiss its ass? Because they're part of the establishment propping up the system. They're losing on purpose. Here's Vivek Ramaswamy. Ramaswamy, let me turn to you. Uh, please make your case. Why would you... Uh, why should you be the nominee and not the former president? I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here. And I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. We a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my, yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats, and we've got Kristen Welker here, you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Kristen, I'm going to use this time because this is actually about you and the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. Sorry. This is how we get our country back. We need accountability because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with a Hunter Biden laptop story. And they're going to rig this election. Your time is up. Let me turn to Governor Governor Christie. That's right. They rigged the election. Everything you said was totally true. He pointed out the fentanyl killing 100 and something thousand people a year is a chemical attack on our biology. People are putting it in Big Macs. It'll be the biggest story ever. Imagine if Big Macs had killed 110,000 people or 112,000 people. People were putting fentanyl in it. be, oh, poisoning. But no one's like, oh, it's an overdose. No, they put it in the marijuana. They put it in the vapes. They put it in all the crap. And I mean, I'm, everybody I know has had family die. I'm pissed. Now we got Hillary Clinton saying Trump is Hitler and that, oh, Hitler got elected. Oh, he's going to put everybody in jail. They're the ones putting everybody in jail. They're the ones surveilling everybody. They're the ones saying the American people are terrorists. Here she is on The View that's been canceled. It's not being renewed. Here's this failure, this war criminal blob up there literally saying what she is, but saying that it's Trump instead. Here it is. Um, Well, I think that your loss to Trump in um, 2016 will go down in history as one of the most pivotal times in our country. One of the most pivotal moments in our country. Um, And it's still reeling from, you know, Trump's policies, I think, um, and the deep divisions that he sowed in this country. What, in your view, would happen if he were to be reelected? Oh, I can't even I can't even think that because I think it would be the end of our country as we know it. And I don't say that lightly. You know, I hated losing 
And I especially hated losing to him because I had seen so many warning signals during the campaign. But I immediately said, look, we have to give him a chance. We've got to support, you know, the president we have. And I meant it. And I tried really hard. And then literally from his inauguration on, it was nothing but, you know, accusing people of things, making up facts, denying the size of the crowd at his own inauguration. And everything that I worried about, I saw unfolding. And so... I, I think that he'd be even worse now yeah. because he was somewhat restrained, believe it or not, wow. in, in the first term by people who he hired uh-huh. because he thought they would go along with him and they stood up to him. Uh-huh. And so now he is going to, if he were ever near the Oval Office again, find people who have no principles, no conscience, who are totally tied, Mm. you know, to his fortunes, literally, Mm -hmm. and therefore would do whatever he said. And so the the wreckage is almost unimaginable. You know, when I was Secretary of State, I used to talk about one and done. And what I meant by that is that... Think about how great America was when Trump was in. People would get legitimately elected. Look at this warmonger. And then they would try to do away. Remember, she with said Trump wasn't legitimately elected. But then Trump's back, as he says, they stole it. Press. And you could see it in countries where, well, Hitler was duly elected. That's right. Right. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, somebody with those tendencies, though dictatorial, authoritarian tendencies, would be like, oh, "Okay, we're going to shut this down. We're going to throw these people in jail." And and they didn't usually telegraph that. Trump is telling us yes. what he intends to right. do. To listen to Take him at And then she goes word. on. Guys, get me the full clip. She goes, he wants to shut down the free press. He wants to censor. No, that's you, you disgusting witch. That's you and big tech and the whole establishment. You're the establishment. You're the torturing the J6 people right now. Finally, after close to a year, in early November, where I'm cutting this ad, we finally got one of our flagship products back in stock, Ultra 12, the highest quality vitamin B12 organic. You take it out of the tongue so you get better absorption of the body through your blood vessels and what it does to every system in your body is simply incredible. It's the natural, clean, energy, focus, immune system, everything. And it's 40% off exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. This has been rated as the best B12 in the country. It's available from a top lab that we private label it through at InfoWarsStore.com. Ultra 12, vitamin B12, taken sublingually, now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Or you can call toll-free and order it as well, 888-253-3139. And Ultra 12 funds the InfoWar as well. Please uh, remember... You're listening to The Alex Jones Show.
This can't be. Artie, you're playing the wrong message. Visit infowars.com forward slash show today. Everybody knows I was there on January 6th. We know the truth. The feds ran their operation. They set us up. President Trump had an area to speak by the Supreme Court, by the White House, by the Capitol. He never got there because the Secret Service wouldn't take him there. It was a setup. We've seen the kangaroo trials in D.C. We see Trump with a judge already finding him guilty in New York, who will then decide how guilty he is. We've seen myself have judges find me guilty. This is the new America. And we know in the D.C. Gulag, which is a notoriously horrible jail, Owen Schroyer was there and had roaches all over him. You fall asleep for two minutes, just dozens of them all over you, hundreds of them dead on the walls in, in every cell. Owen is in solitary confinement for his free speech from prison calling out, which is not illegal. But this isn't about Owen. This is about all of us. Joe Biggs used to be a reporter here as well, was there, didn't attack anybody, didn't do anything. He shook a fence, they say, and he was convicted and sent to prison for decades along with Enrique Tarrio and others. We haven't heard from him in months. We haven't heard from Stuart Rhodes and the Oath Keepers who did absolutely nothing. And now his lawyer, Joe Biggs' lawyer, can't even get in touch with him. He's also my lawyer, famous constitutional lawyer, Norm Pattis, Trennis Evans heads up and is the founder and the head of Condemn USA, investigative documentarian, author, January 6th expert, speaker. Rock the Red Board, Condemned USA on Twitter, condemnedusa.com. He is one of the only people in his organization, because they've been there since day one, who's got enough sources and enough of the J6ers to at least be able to talk to a few of them to find out what's happening. So they disappeared into a black hole. He's recently talked to Beggs. His team has... His lawyer has not in a while. And, and, and what I've confirmed is going on, torture devices, restraints, dieseling, where they drive you around from facility to facility or leave you in a car, uh, putting on box handcuffs, which the manufacturer and I have their own documents here, says you shouldn't wear for more th- than three hours, 16 or more hours, not feeding them for several days, up to three days. This is stuff you wouldn't do to terrorists. And they're setting the precedent for everybody in saying Homeland Security needs to go after all Trump supporters and outlaws. That's on MSNBC, CNN. So, Norm Pattis, you can introduce this and then uh, bring in uh, Trennis Evans from Condemned USA, the founder and head of it that focuses on this and documents this and thank God has been able to get us this intel because we still haven't talked to Owen. I'm not going to say how we know. Obviously, there's folks inside the prison don't like what's happening, both guards and prisoners. Uh it's the same thing with the Nashville Shooters Manifesto. They've uh, taken seven of the police off of uh, on administrative leave. They're not the ones that gave Crowder the information. I'll leave it at that. But but it shows the persecution just to even get this intel. So when you've got secret political prisoners, that's next level. Not just political prisoners, but now we don't even know what's going on with them. And we get tiny little snapshots of the hell they're in. Uh, Joe Biggs, I've not been fed in three days. I sleep in the uh, you know with no clothes, you know, with fifteen people in my underwear and freezing temperatures. Uh, 
I mean, and I know the standard torture of dieseling that's been documented before, but now they're scaling it up for everybody. So constitutional lawyer, Norm Pattis, I'm going to give you and Trennis Evans pretty much the floor here. We're, we're skipping the next breaks. We've got about 22 minutes here. Start off here, then let's bring in uh, Trennis Evans. So thank you for having me, Alex. It's always a pleasure to, to see you and to be able to address your viewers. There is a war going on in the United States, and it's a war for the soul of America. And that war, one of the battlefields, is in the nation's prison system. It's very easy for prison officials to engage in what I'll call subliminal warfare, warfare just below the threshold of what is obvious. And this is what's going on with Joe Biggs. Joe Biggs, you may recall, was an InfoWars reporter. He was also my client in the January 6th case. In that case, the insurrection case, federal prosecutors charged him with planning an insurrection with other members of the Proud Boys and persons known and unknown um, to use force against the authority of the United States government. There was really no evidence that they did anything other than occur at a riot and then enter Capitol grounds thereafter, and maybe they shouldn't have. That was a crime we would have considered pleading to, but insurrection never. Joe was convicted. Thereafter, the government sought to have him declared a terrorist. They sought what's called a terrorism enhancement under federal sentencing guidelines. Now, how does that work, you'll say? He was convicted of insurrection. A D.C. jury found him guilty. The terrorism enhancement is one that says if a person engages in certain conduct, um, it should be regarded as ultra serious. There are 47 statutes that will qualify you as a terrorist. They include things like blowing up an airliner, assassinating a congressman, kidnapping a federal official, using anthrax or biochemical weapons. Joe and the, the Proud Boys did nothing of the sort. They did. Shooting Congressman Scalise, breaking Rand Paul's yeah. ribs, but the media didn't call yeah. them terrorists. Keep going. So, but what happened is a fence got destroyed that day, and that fence was worth no more than $32,000. Well, one of the um, offenses that'll qualify for the terrorism enhancement is destruction of government property. So the government said, look, look at this fence. They're terrorists. Judge Timothy Halfway Kelly, I call him halfway because the government always asked for too much and Kelly gave him half of what they wanted. We were supposed to be thankful for that. We weren't. And we'll take that up with the appellate court. But Kelly sentenced him, but they had the scarlet T on their forehead. And the prison officials, when they take a look at their transit papers and see the terrorism designation, they don't know who they're looking at. And so they're treating these men as though they are members of Hamas in Jerusalem. Um, Joe, for example, has been en route to his final destination for more than a week now. And what's happened before he got there? You'll recall, I call it the Dostoevsky assassination trick. The czar, I think it was Tsar Nicholas, uh, once uh, had Dostoevsky condemned to death, the famous famous Russian author. Dostoevsky was marched out. He faced the firing squad, and the czar said, no, 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 I'll call it off. And Dostoevsky was shattered by the experience. Here's what they're doing to Biggs and the guys. Wake them up one morning. Get up. We're moving you. Now you've got to get rid of your material. You lose your commissary accounts. You've got to get stuff they won't let take. Uh, they would let you take with you. They'll move them to a car and then they'll sit them there or on a bus and then they'll say, "Never mind, we're going to take you back." This happened on several. But locations. the most important part is the box handcuffs that are pure torture. Well, we're getting to that right now. So Joe, then they're going to move him uh, about uh, you know d- d- down um, down to Petersburg, um, um, and they they put him in a in a in a in a, in a transport vehicle with box handcuffs on for 16 hours. Now, these handcuffs are designed so that a person cannot undo the chains or get a, 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 a key into the lock. The manufacturer says no more than a couple hours, two or three. It could cause permanent damage. Joe's hands were in that box cuffs for 16 hours. 
such that he lost sensation to his hands. We don't know whether there's going to be permanent um, nerve damage or not. Now, mind you, Joe is a combat veteran who suffered a traumatic brain injury as a result of injuries he suffered in Iraq. He did two tours there. He was on the phone with one of the folks from Condemned USA. And by the way, if you don't know Condemned USA, get to know them. They're doing God's work in this case. By the way, I know Joe well. We've been to the river. We've been to the lake. He's been to my house and swam. He he didn't make a big deal about it, but he wasn't just blown up. He's got shrapnel and bullet holes on him. He, he's, he's a Purple Heart uh, recipient. I mean, he was the only proud boy who received the Purple Heart, the only J6 condemnee that got the Purple Heart. He told a, a person that condemned, he was in so much pain and is that he kept praying for God to take away the pain. This is pain the United States government put on him. Joe Biggs, patriot, Purple Heart winner, being moved by our government in secrecy. And what's he doing? Please, God. Take this pain away from me. I can't take it anymore. They get him to a location. And by the way, it's on record. He, he got that Purple Heart and, and other accommodations literally in blown up vehicles and hand-to-hand combat with Al-Qaeda. Brave man. Hey, what, as he testified, or as he told me, it was in a statement, he always wanted to be the tip of the spear. Joe went to where the action was. He was an action junkie. When he was in Iraq, nobody had to volunteer to flush out the enemy. Joe went first. He's a hero. Now he's praying, God, please take the pain away that the government has imposed on me. They get to a location 16 hours later. He hasn't eaten in a day. They give him a slice of pizza. Another day goes by. That's all they give him to eat. He can't get a commissary account. He talks to guards about this and said, what's going on? Well, and here's what they tell him. Um, they, they regard him as a terrorist. They're afraid of him. Um, as a result of this, um, he is being kept under unusually harsh conditions. One night he was forced to sleep on the floor in a cell with 15 other people um, without even a blanket. So he's cuffed, manacled in, ex- in ways that cause excruciating pain, deprived food, deprived access to food that he can buy himself, forced to sleep on the floor, and he still hasn't arrived at his final destination. Right now he's in Atlanta. We don't know how long he will remain in Atlanta. And here's the he key. Talks- they're, not letting, they're not letting him talk to you. You have to get this through other people. Well, yeah, you know, when you try to make a a prison call, they say, oh, no, the inmate has to initiate it. When the inmate tries to initiate it, suddenly the phone doesn't work or they can't get through to you. And so they can keep him in isolation. So he's been sucked into a black hole like our troops and and, 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 by the Japanese or by the Vietnamese or by the North Koreans. Norm, let's bring in the other guest here, Trennis Evans, who by all I've seen him on many other shows. We're glad to have him here. They've been working with these political prisoners since it started almost three years ago. So, so Trennis, give us, you've actually talked to the folks. We've been unable to get a hold of Joe in like two, three months. What is happening? So well, between our representatives and the family members, we're able to stay in very good communication with these individuals. And, and you, when you talk to these mothers and these wives and the children of these, of these individuals, uh, you should just be heartbroken by what you hear. So the organization it was formed in an effort to help these people. We've raised the money for legal defenses. We've raised money for the appeals. We've raised money to house attorneys. Great men like Norm Pattis have you know, come at this thing and they're absolutely, they talk about the tip of the spear. We're talking about the tip of the spear here. Alex, you're the tip of the spear in the reporting on this. You have Norm Pattis as the tip of the spear in the legal. And it's a conjoint And by the way, effort. let's be clear. Norm's gone down to Louisiana with Owen. He's gone to other jails and prisons. For other people, he was there last week with Matt Gates. And uh, the head of the committee over prisons, uh, Congressman Biggs, no relation to Biggs, and, and then and they're they're bringing up in hearings. There's now investigations going on. What needs to happen 
to stop this? Because I know, Norm, you've done the research. You know the name of the federal prosecutor that we now know is in control of this, demanding some of this persecution. I mean, this is this is a message to all of us to intimidate the American people. I think it is. I think well, the goal, and it's no mystery that this occurs in 2024 in the run-up to the next general election. The message that we're supposed to get is be afraid, be very afraid, be careful, be very careful. Maybe stay home. Maybe don't dissent. Maybe don't go to your church if you have to be a conservative Roman Catholic. Our response has to be, hell no, we will go. And I think the best thing that ordinary people can do today, right now, is pick up the pen and paper and write a letter to one of these inmates. Um, and the reason I say that, and we had their, their addresses on the screen, the reason I say that is people know, the guards know that we're watching when they get the mail. The administration knows that we're watching when they get the mail. The last conversation I had with Owen, he was telling me how grateful he was to people for all the mail they sent. I saw the public broadcast, uh, or the broadcast, uh, the message that was broadcast publicly. He thanked listeners. Write to Joe Biggs. Write to Zach Rell, who's being denied medical treatment today. He, you know, they want him. They want him to take an experimental injection. They won't give him the pills that he wanted. And now they're forcing him to detox because he won't they won't give him his prescription. Zach Rell is another military man injured in the line of duty who's being deprived of medical care. You need to let them know we're watching. Earlier this week, I was in D.C., Alex. The House Judiciary Committee has a subcommittee on the Bureau of Prisons and, and uh, Colette Peters, I believe her name is, um, the Bureau of Prisons director testified. Matt Gates from Florida raised Owen's name. He raised the name of another inmate. She didn't know uh, anything about it. Um, Representative Andy Biggs asked for you know permission to have a site visit. He wanted it pre-approved. He got a mealy-mouthed response that was unsatisfactory. I sat there and watched the Bureau of Prisons play like the three monkeys. I hear no evil. I see no evil. I speak no evil. She went to the committee unprepared to address the human rights situation as to these prisoners. I met with Representative Biggs thereafter, and I said, you need to subpoena people from the Washington office of the district attorney's office in the Department of Justice. I believe, I have reason to believe that they're insisting that these men be given harsher more dis, uh, more more onerous conditions of confinement because of the crimes they've been convicted of than other similarly situated people. This is simply wrong. Congressional oversight needs to be activated at this point. So write to the men, um, call Mike Johnson. You know, Owen, for example, is being held at the Oakdale Federal Correctional Institution in Oakdale, Louisiana, Mike Johnson's jurisdiction. And let's make no mistake, they are scaling this up. They're on MSNBC and CNN saying, we're going to lock all of you up. You're terrorists. You're the main focus, not Islam, not Russia. Trennis Evans, I interrupted you. I apologize. What should we do? What can we do? You agree they're scaling this up. Please continue. This is a full frontal attack. They're no longer doing this from the dark of night. They're no longer doing it from the you know closets or hiding in the in the corners and the shadows to do it. They're having ticker tape parades down Main Street right now, advertising what they're going to do to you. And it's like you better believe them. Take them at their word. This is what they're coming for. They're coming for you. They're coming for your ideology. They're coming for your religion, and they're coming for anything conservative. But to stomp it out and move into this radical leftist ideology. What I suggest and what I know is the right thing to do is to get involved and do not think for a second that you can hide from this. You will have nothing and your children and future generations will have nothing if you don't engage now. We're three quarters of the way into Hitler's Germany. And what I'm suggesting to you is get on our site, come to Condemned USA, look at what we're doing, look at the efforts. We're helping to support efforts of people like Norm Pattis, great warriors in this battle 
to hold on to what's left of our country and take back some shred of decency and re recover from this now what's the remnants of the United States that we once grew up in. Come be a monthly donor, be a contributor to what we do, support these efforts, help us get commissary to these people, help us take care of their legal needs, help us take care of their family, help us take care of the fight. Not only that, uh, Alex, excuse me, we're on offense here for these men. We are filing offensive actions. We are going after it. We have impeachment articles that are drafted and it goes so much deeper. Come be a part of this fight. Join in the fight to save America through condemned USA with great warriors like Norm Pattis. I totally agree. And let's explain something again to the listeners. I know they get this. The globalists are big, powerful banks in BlackRock, but they use communism as their main ideology. Maoism at the colleges, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, they admit that's their operating system. They're not communists. They're just using a communist model. They are saying they want to outlaw conservative and populist demonstrations. They're saying the main threat is conservative Catholics that basically commit no crime. I mean, there's no evidence. I mean, they're saying they're sending Homeland Security to school boards where people say, I don't want my child taught they're evil because they're white or they're a Christian or taught transgenderism. They are literally saying, I played tons of the clips, that we're going to use Homeland Security now on the American people, anybody that questions elections. And they've indicted the president for questioning an election while they said he stole it with the Russians with no evidence. So this is a very dangerous time. And I, we should support the prisoners. We should get Trump in to pardon him. He says he will. But bigger than that is we don't just need congressional hearings on this that are starting. We need to make those hearings about January 6th and who's really guilty. They're scared of that. They're scared of hearings showing how the feds were involved and how they provocateured it and how they stood down. Make the hearings about that. And that's how you get these prisoners released. You know, when they had the video that it was coming out of the of the Q shaman being invited in by the police and doing nothing wrong and tell everybody to be calm, they had to release him from prison. So I'm saying it's going to be cutting the head off the snake politically by exposing January 6th, and this is the perfect vehicle for those hearings, and we're very close. You know, I've, I know you know who they are. You've been on the shows, but I contacted Steve Bannon last night and this morning, Jack Posobiec, a bunch of other great patriots. I've sent them your numbers, uh, uh, Trennis, Evans, and others. We need to make this a big deal. We're very close to hearings on this, and that's what they fear. But we've got to do this because they're establishing Guantanamo USA for us now. This is a maximum effort issue. Well, Alex, I'm sure Norm would agree with this, that the judges have taken this extrajudicial notice of what happened with the select committee. And the 117th Congress's select committee on January 6th has reported a countless number of lies, and completed a narrative shift that of what actually happened on January 6th to suit their interests of what's happening now. We're seeing now the unraveling or the further down the road version of this. And until the 118th Congress provides something that judges can actually look at and have an extrajudicial notice of those matters, that's what's going to stand as what is the relevant evidence that they're basing this theology on of this is some kind of occultist movement by the MAGA people that we were trying to overthrow the federal government on January 6th. And there is no way any reasonable person could think that the most armed populace on the face of the planet in history would attempt to take on the largest military industrial complex ever on the face of this globe with plastic flagpoles and megaphones. Somebody please explain that theory. Well, that's right. You're not mostly peaceful, burning down $2 billion and killing dozens of people. And, and Travis, you're a J6er. You've been in, you were there. 
I was there. I, you know, look, I said, look, you get in the building, you should stand for the crime that you committed. If it's a crime, fine, so be it. And But equitable justice, right? I want to be treated just the same. You know, people have brought up a lot of different people in this. Ray Epps is a big topic. And I will say this about that. I think a lot of people should have been treated just like Mr. Epps was treated. Let's just leave it there. Wouldn't that be fair? Because if that's what the conduct and that's what's well, he helped ram signs into people. Check. He said go into the building. He texted his family that he orchestrated it, and then he gets nothing. And then Joe Biggs Class gets B misdemeanor, sir. Well, I've talked to folks that have been in these handcuffs. You cannot. I mean, it literally can 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 make you have your arms rot off. It, it can kill the circulation. Total torture. Uh, Norm. You know, I, I, I interrupted. I, I stepped away for a moment because I just got a call from Oakdale um, and I told them I'd call them right back. So I, it's a prison official responding uh, to my inquiries about Owen for the first time in two Hold weeks. Hold on, so do this, do this, do this. Call them right back. We're going to go to break. Norm, we'll come back to you, okay? Yep. Oh, okay, uh, I'll keep going, Travis. We're going to break in one minute. Keep, keep going. You've got it. Well, listen, I will tell you that we've been in Congress. We've been lobbying. Let me tell you some of the other efforts since we're on this topic. Uh, we wrote a, a document called The Weaponization of Justice and produced it from Condemned USA. Our writers worked on this. Our volunteers worked on this. Our staff members worked on this. And we delivered this document, hand-delivered them, bound them, and hand-delivered them. Um, thank God for some of the members of Congress that have helped push this effort. Um, we have members in Congress that have agreed to carry our impeachment articles. Those are available, Alex. You can look at them at impeachdc.com. This effort is real. What we're doing is real. The offense is where we have to go. The American people will continue with the get, receiving bludgeonings from this government. The beatings will continue until morale improves mentality. If all we're doing is holding up the shield, we must strike with the sword. And when I say that, I mean in our courts and I mean in our congressional system, our system of government. Right, Trent, we have to learn to wield the Constitution. Trentus Evans, stay there. We'll come right back. And then Norm's finally got a call from Owens Prison. Finally. After close to a year, in early November, where I'm cutting this ad, we finally got one of our flagship products back in stock, Ultra 12, the highest quality vitamin B12 organic. You take it out of the tongue so you get better absorption of the body through your blood vessels and what it does to every system in your body is simply incredible. It's the natural, clean, energy, focus, immune system, everything. And it's 40% off exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. This has been rated as the best B12 in the country. It's available from a top lab that we private label it through at InfoWarsStore.com. Ultra 12, vitamin B12, taken sublingually, now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Or you can call toll-free and order it as well, 888-253-3139. And Ultra 12 funds the InfoWar as well. All right, Trennis Evans is the head of Condemned USA doing a splendid job exposing the Gulag Archipelago being sent in America. He spent 21 days in jail set up as well, so he's got skin in the game. Condemned USA on Twitter, condemnedusa.com. Norm Pattis, uh, Owens' lawyer and Joe Biggs' lawyer, just got a call from the prison. Owens disappeared for weeks in solitary confinement. We should have an update. We have uh, another great individual coming here about victimology and how to transcend it. Uh, Mark England coming up. And if we get him on late, we'll push into the next hour of the other guests, and I'll host part of the fourth hour. So everything's going to be on time here. Uh, but we're waiting for Norm to give us info. Uh, Trentis, you got cut off uh, there. 
what else should we impart to people? But you see the heat we're putting on them with Congress uh, and, and, and Matt Gates saying, where's Owen Schroyer? Why can't he talk to his lawyer? Why is he in solitary confinement? And then now, 48 hours later, now the president's finally calling his lawyer. It shows the heat's having an effect. Now they can get Owen Schroyer and get Joe Biggs. They can get us all. Alex, you know, it's your shows. It's people like you that have kept this thing at the ball in the air. The ball has to stay in the air. We have to keep the eye on the target. We have to keep the American public aware of what's happening here. They have to know what's happening because if they can sweep it under the rug, if they can push it behind the curtain, people like you are not exposing this. It will only get worse than it is. So think about how bad it is. And they know that we're watching. So Dominic Pozzola, let me paint a quick picture of Dominic Pozzola, one of the other Proud Boys involved here. Dominic Pozzola, after his diesel therapy with dozens of places, locations from while he was on pretrial, after sentencing, goes back to D.C., then goes to Philly, gets off a plane from Philly at KC, Oklahoma City facility, and is told that he's a domestic terrorist. Instantly cast into the hole, 14 days in the hole, not allowed to communicate with his wife or his daughters or his mother or especially his attorney. What if you need to talk to your attorney? Not allowed. This is insanity in America. Then he's told that he's allowed to make one phone call to his uh, one person, contacts his wife, and then he's told 30, 30 more days until he can communicate again. Another phone call, 15 minutes, 30 days from then. Then he's sent to Bettner, North Carolina. This place is a joke of a facility. And let's be You're clear again, this is, it's all the same. They are setting the precedent and saying this is for all of us. Continue. So Bettner, North Carolina, the kitchen facility has literally caved in in the roof. There's no hot water in the facility. They're not getting their three hots and a hot as it's told in prison. They're getting two sandwiches a day and a piece of fruit. That's the deal. That's what's happening. The sandwiches are coming to them expired with hardened peanut butter, nasty rancid bread. This has happened. We've been reporting on this since the very beginning, since the very first sentencing. Some of the people that we saw come through Chutkin's court uh, some two years, near two years ago. Additionally, I want you to understand they've been denied medical treatment. This is Bureau of Prisons approved prescribed medications for Dominic Pozzola, also a Marine, United States veteran, who has now been denied medical treatment and been denied his prescribed medications that were pres uh, approved by the Bureau of Prisons. Again, Alex, these stories go on and on. And that's why I keep saying there's a heartbreak here that should resonate with the American people. And if you can't recognize how horrible this is and what the effort. No, I needs totally to agree. Be, but they admit on MSNBC, this is what for all of us. And again, yeah. the worst thing is the box handcuffs and the dieseling. When you're on a truck 18, 16 hours a day and they don't take these off, this is illegal. This is torture. Yeah, so absolutely. Listen, if, if this were happening to people in Gitmo, and I got to remind the American people of something, Alex, and I think you'll appreciate this. When we signed on for the Patriot Act, we were a nation in mourning. We were a nation paying pain. We witnessed after 9-11 with the terror attacks that happened and brought down the Twin Towers. There was people in this country that went, hell, I don't care if they waterboard some person from whatever country in Gitmo. Right. And we abandoned two important things. We abandoned our Constitution and we abandoned our Christian guiding principles in this nation. And that's how we got here today, because it was only a matter of time until they turned it on someone. And the sad reality is, is this less community out here that's chattering for this is looking at this as a, hey, great, they're getting those MAGA people off the streets that I hate, those freedom of speech, 2A kind of people. 
though they don't realize it's only a matter of time until it comes for them, right? This is pure intimidation for the election. Trennis Evans, Norm is off the phone with the president. He has an Owen update after weeks of no contact. We'll come back. Norm will finish up. You'll finish up. Then we're going to air a little promo while we get Mark England in here to talk about the big picture and how we transcend this. Stay with us. Front lines of the information war. It's Alex Jones. All right, an incredible individual. Mark England's going to be in studio with us. We'll push it into the next hour. The next big, huge host will be joining us as well. We'll push that into the fourth hour so nobody's getting robbed of their time here today. The Maria Z, where they're doing internet power outages, everything in Australia, New Zealand. She's going to be joining me uh, in the last 45 minutes of the fourth hour. Then Owen will be back hosting the third hour. Sorry, he's in federal prison, the judge said, for questioning the election in the sentencing document. We haven't heard from him in weeks. Solitary confinement, we confirm from sources. We'll leave it at that. Finally, Norm, while we're on air, gets a call from his client, Owen Schroyer, in Louisiana. Give us an update on what happened. It wasn't actually from Owen, but it was from the prison itself. And it was the executive. I've been trying to get answers from him by email. Um, They wanted to confirm that I was, in fact, his lawyer and ask for information, including bar registration numbers. And I said, I'd like a legal call. Um, Can I get one? Yes, one. Can you do so? I said, today would be great. Tomorrow would be okay. Well, we're on legal holiday today and tomorrow. So we've got a legal call arranged for Tuesday. I said, people from around the country are asking about his whereabouts, even members of Congress. What do I tell him? Is he all right? He's in our custody. He's fine. That's all I know. All right. I want to get updates from you uh, as this unfolds and from Trennis Evans, Condemned USA investigator, Condemned USA, CondemnedUSA.com. Thank you both gentlemen. And again, this is a beta test for all of us. So we are all Owen Schroer. We're all Joe Biggs. We are all uh, the Oath Keepers and, of course, the totally uh, innocent Stuart Rhodes. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you very much, Alex. Thank you for having me, Alex. Thank you, brother. Oh, don't you they're trying to indict me. We're all this together. <laughs> and I know I, I gave Bannon once your numbers. I gave them to him. I, I guess I had the liberty to do that. And Jack Posobiec, all of them are all over this. So, And they're talking right to the president. And so uh, we'll leave it at that. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Alex. Be well. Thank you. Thank you. And I mean the real president. All right. Uh, they bit off more than they could chew on this. Okay. We're going to air a couple promos here while I bring in the next guest. We'll talk about solutions here straight ahead. On this uh, live November 9th, Thursday transmission, Infowars.com. Tomorrow's news today. Please get my book, The Great Awakening. Uh, please support Infowarsstore.com. We have great products. Ultra 12 is back in stock. Without your funding, we cannot operate. Your word of mouth is king to override the censors. The world's waking up, but we're in the thick of the battle right now. So please pray for Great Awakening and please support the broadcast. We'll be right back. There are, of course, those who do not want us to speak. We think, just let me think. I suspect even now, orders are being shouted into telephones and men with guns will soon be on their way. It's Chancellor Sutler. Damn it! Why? Because while the truncheon may be used in lieu of conversation, words will always retain their power. Words offer the means to meaning, and for those who will listen, the enunciation of truth. And the truth is, there is something terribly wrong with this country, isn't there? You designed it, sir. You wanted it foolproof. You told me every television in London. Cruelty and injustice. 
intolerance, a depression. And where once you had the freedom to object, to think and speak as you saw fit, you now have sensors and systems of surveillance coercing your conformity and suggesting your submission. We need cameras. How did this happen? Who's to blame? Well, certainly there are those who are more responsible than others, and they will be held accountable. But again, truth be told, if you're looking for the guilty, you need only look into a mirror. I know why you did it. I know you were afraid. Who wouldn't be? War, terror, disease. There were a myriad of problems which conspired to corrupt your reason and rob you of your common sense. Fear got the best of you, and in your panic you turned to the now High Chancellor Adam Sutler. He promised you order, he promised you peace, and all he demanded in return was your silent, obedient consent. is a war. It's happening now. It will decide the fate of humanity. The time to choose sides has come. We are the resistance. We are the info war. Don't act so surprised, globalist. You didn't think you could silence the American people, did you? Join Bandot Video and I will complete your training. Together, we can overthrow the Emperor and restore the Republic. When castles towered over vast landscapes and knights championed honor and valor, there came an unforeseen darkness. Amidst this impending doom stood a knight called Alex Jones, a brave and outspoken herald known as the Truthsayer. Sir Alex Jones was not alone. In his most desperate hour in the battle against evil, a radiant light descended from the heavens. God, in all his glory and his legion of angels, stood by Alex's side. The battle raged on, but with every blow, Alex Jones' conviction grew stronger. With every truth he proclaimed, the demonic forces faltered. When the enemy was vanquished, Alex Jones swore a solemn oath that should the realm need him again, he would return. And now it's Alex Jones, leading a full frontal assault on the satanic New World Order. Tune in at InfoWars.com forward slash show and share the link today. All right, now we're going to talk about solutions. People ask how I battle tyranny and don't stop because I see all the victories we have when I don't stop and I take every attack as an opportunity instead of saying I'm a victim, I'm a loser. And Mark England's a top uh, self-help coach, and does a great job, has a lot of uh, friends of mine the, uh, that we share, got a chance to uh, meet him and hang out with him this week, and uh, you know, also talk to him more. I've watched a lot of his work, Mark England, and you can go to Enlifted.me and more. He is a co-founder and head coaching of Enlifted. He's been researching, presenting, and coaching on the power of words and stories for the past 16 years. Mark holds a master's degree in education and was an elementary school PE teacher before getting into personal development. And he's with us now in studio to talk about transcending the victim mentality. Great to have you here, buddy. Great to be here, Alex. May I begin with some gifts, sir? Oh, sure. Okay. How, how many times, if you had to take a guess, have you said that you are InfoWars is the tip of the spear in the InfoWar? Not, not me, but the whole show, what we do is the tip of the spear. The enemy sees it as that, yes. Yeah. This is a gift. 
Well, thank you. It's beautiful. not an arrowhead. That is a spearhead. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Where'd this come from? It's from Missouri. Um, that's cool. It's from Missouri. It's either Chickasaw or Osage Indian. And it is a, it's not an arrowhead. It is a it is a spearhead. I love it. Well, thank you, sir. It's beautiful. Yeah, my pleasure. We'll take it out here on air. So, wow, we're in, we're in quite a situation right now. Yeah, man. Here's the, here's the spearhead right here. I appreciate that. Uh, how would you describe this current time we're in right now? Uh, stressful. Yeah, stressful. People are jammed in an upregulated stress state for a variety of reasons on a variety of levels. And the thing that we do, so thank you for that bio, and thank you for having me here. Oh, thanks for coming. Yeah, my pleasure. The, the thing that we specialize in is educating people about the power of their words and stories, how their language, and when I say language, we'll talk about that a lot, how, how our language influences our language, our internal dialogue and our external dialogue, what we think, what we say, what we write. And the, the long short of it is that most people's language is working against them. And we are running uh, uh, individual and collective chronic victim mentalities. Is it, a, is, is it a good time to share the definition of the victim mentality? Absolutely. Okay, most people have never heard the definition of the victim mentality, much less written it down. And Alex was right. I am a teacher to the core. And, and, and it's the main enemy because I always hear this. I see it organically. When you think you're losing and you're a victim, you respond like that. They've got you. They want us demoralized. No, no, we are overcomers. Oh, thousand percent. If you want to get all Yuri Besman off about it, so it's everybody's heard divide and conquer. It's actually confuse and conquer. Confuse, divide, and conquer. And then, shout out to Yuri, confuse, demoralize, then divide, then conquer. So the numbers are 30, 50, 80, everybody. 30, 50, 80. If you've got a pen and a piece of paper, grab it and write those numbers down. We remember 30% of what we hear, 50% of what we write, 80% 80% of what we turn around, teach, share, or explain. Most people, that's right. When yeah. we give, when we share, that's what, what we do in giving makes us richer. thousand percent. And we've, we're, the listeners, we are participating in this info war. We're participating in the whole thing more so than, than most people would, would understand. Um, and it comes down to education. So I'm going to recite the definition of the victim mentality twice. I'm going to do it slow the first time, and then I'm going to speed it up and put some polish on it the second time. And I invite you to write it down. Magic things happen when pen hits paper. Here it is, slow. This is a verbatim definition of the victim mentality. The victim mentality is an acquired personality trait where a person tends to regard himself or herself as the victim of the negative actions of others, even in the absence of clear evidence. The victim mentality depends on a habitual thought process and attributions. That's slow. Here's fast. The victim mentality is an acquired personality trait where a person tends. It's a tendency, everybody. Sometimes it's up. Sometimes it's down. A person tends to regard himself or herself as the victim or herself as the victim of the negative act. Get it as the negative victim of the negative actions of others, even in the absence of clear evidence. The victim mentality depends. Circle that word on a habitual underline that word thought process and attributions. That second sentence is right between the eyes, right where it belongs. The victim mentality depends. It has to have a habitual which accurately implies duration and addiction, 
thought. Yeah, people can get addicted to their victim mentality. You ever seen it? They love it. Yeah. Thought process. What's a thought process? Glad you asked. It's the way you use your words repeatedly. And then attributions. What's an attribution? It's a characteristic. And the main characteristic that we focus on at Enlifted is, besides the words, is our breathing. We're known as the language people. That's cool. It's nice to be known for anything. We might as well be known as the language and the breathing people. And push comes to shove, it's about the breath. I love squiggles. I love sounds. I love words. And helping people use them in a more constructive, powerful, considerate uh, um yeah, so we take out one word. We take out the ever. How can Ever I- says they're never. Exactly, exactly. It turns a perfectly good question into a statement of I'm screwed, stress response, breath gets trapped in the chest, and it's called amygdala hijack. Look it up. Breath gets trapped in the chest. You get fixated on the problem. Your listening skills tank. And that's why they try to keep us in a fear state. That's and exactly to use a fear why. state to begin at that, I'm not saying I'm the toughest guy around, but I've, I've, I've taken out 300-pound guys when I was younger who started fights. Dallas was rough. But I remember when I said I was being attacked, I said, I'm going to win, and I'm turning it loose. That was an order to the brain. So that's even in a stress response. You can say, I'm victorious in this, and that's when you are. And, I mean, and if you actually commit, if you've got, you're not, and you're in okay shape, your body doesn't give out, you're going to win. Because they're the attacker, you know they're doing it for some of the reason they don't know what they're going into. But just from a primitive level, when you say I'm gonna I'm gonna crush this person, it happens. But it has to be real. I'm ordering myself to destroy you, and I'm, I'm saying that from a negative base. Imagine with a positive thing what you can do. Thousand percent. When you're when you're conscious of your words, architected, focused, and you say them with strength and intent and and, and solidity. So we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about soft talk. I come bearing solutions, everyone. We're going to talk about soft talk today. Uh, you know, when you take these words out of your language, and I promise you they're in there, thinks and maybes and guesses, I guess I should probably get some InfoWars supplements. Take out the guess and the maybe. I'm getting some InfoWars info Info supplements. Action. Yeah, exactly. So there's, there's, a re- it's a, there's a difference, everybody. Our words matter. And guess what? Your story, your identity majorly matters to how you feel about yourself. Words like one day. Should, almost like, possibly, might, could, maybe. Yoda says, don't try, do. This this is how you keep yourself on the couch, and this is how you get your ass run over by nefarious forces. Luke Skywalker says, I'm going to try. And he says, no, don't try, do. Exactly. This has been, it's, 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 it's in the culture. It's been baked into the culture. Both of, uh, and, and you know what? With a, when, when we slow down the story, this is part of the solution. The faster the story goes, the harder it is to change. And, and since we're talking about it, you know what y'all's mindset is? We have a definition of mindset. Here at Enlifted, we've done a very good job of simplifying the conversation about mindset and gamifying it. And if you want to ask Google, you'll get 17 definitions of mindset on the first page alone. The Enlifted definition of mindset is, is it's the story that you tell yourself. Well, that's right, because, I mean, there's always going to be negative things to deal with, but if it's like lifting weights, you don't see it as a bad thing. It's just a good thing. You get stronger. You never do it. You end up dying from being sedentary. And so some people have all these great things happening, and they still look at the negative. Oh, this happened. That happened. No, just those are things you overcome or even just push the side, focus on the positive. Exactly. And when you know how to use your words to stay focused on the positive and keep the drama down and breathe well— Emotional gas tank. You know this better than anybody. You've been doing this 16 years, man. You're a you're a G. You're more than 16. But yeah. Excuse me. I'm, I'm you're 26. I'm 16. Uh, uh, you've, you've been doing this a long time. How important is emo- the emotional gas tank when it comes to having a long term goal and, and getting things across the finish line? I've found, dude, it's a big deal. If you get caught in one negative thought or one thing makes you mad, and which happens to me all the time, but I'm not perfect. Then it projects the whole day, and, and I've got to learn to like 
even bad news, I say, well, that's good news because whatever. And then it just moves on. It doesn't program me for the day. So if I never get negative and, and never, you know, get pissed off, I can go 15 at 20 hours. But if I get pissed off early in the morning, the day's over. Thousand percent. And that that's for you. That's for me. Um, it's called a thought train for a reason. You know, like you said, one negative thought shows up and we attach to it and the breath gets trapped in the chest. What do you think the next thought is going to be? It's going to be something of a similar nature. Very rarely does somebody think, man, I can never get ahead. And then the next thought after that is, wow, I've got such great friends. It doesn't work like that. It's a thought train wreck, actually. And most people are not paying attention to their words. They're not paying attention. And everything to the corporate thoughts. media does is to make us as depressed as possible. A thousand percent. Because when you're in that upregulated, you're not state, gonna you're, you're not gonna be a contender in the world. You're not gonna be part of the decision making. They want you negative out of the decision making process. A thousand percent. Keep going. I got a stop sign for you. Now tell us the story. First, let's do abracadabra. Oh, okay, good. Perfect. So when I say abracadabra, Alex, and I know we talked about this in, at dinner, uh, and you've watched some. Guys, of before we do this, pull up Looney Tunes. Abracadabra, hocus pocus. It's when the Bugs Bunny's fighting the vampire, but then he knows the magic word. He keeps like crushing it. Try to find that clip. Bugs Bunny, abracadabra. It'll it'll come up. Sorry, go ahead. All good. When when I say folks, when I say abracadabra, what do you all immediately think of? Say it, even though I can't hear you. Say it out loud. Magic, right? I bet I bet I've, some of them went to Steve Miller band. Somebody always goes to Steve Miller. I'm gonna reach out and grab you. When I say abracadabra, people think magic, and guess what? It's way cooler than that. You can look this up. Abracadabra is Aramaic, and it translates to with my word I create or with my words I influence. And the, and the, the teachers of the day, they knew the power of their, their thinking, their speaking, and their writing. Well, the Egyptians, before language. that, the translation is, so let it be written, so let it be done. Exactly. Same thing. As that's in, Abracadabra. Yeah. So that's the movie Ten Commandments, also the Bible. So they would write it, and they said, well, that meant it was real. So let it be written, so let it be done. Yeah. and So let it be spoken, so let it be done. It, it, all, uh, that's, yes. People 150 years ago said we're going to make airplanes and spaceships, and they're going to land vertically on the moon. It's done now. Abracadabra. Abracadabra. So it is spoken, so it shall be. So it is written, so it shall be. Those are all the same thing, under the same umbrella of, hey, your words are powerfully influencing you for better and for worse. Most people's language is working against them, Alex. These are things they didn't learn. Did anybody That's learn? why I think more and more I shouldn't respond to the enemy stuff, which is my failure. I should do it 20% of the time instead of 80%. Instead, our own words, our own ideas. That's what my new book's about, The Great, uh, 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 the great Awakening, part two of The Great Reset, is instead of attacking them and saying they're wrong, which we should do some, we need to focus on what we're building. Thousand percent. I've got definition of a spell, word or a combination of words of great influence. I've got nine spells plus breath that we'll read on here. If you're and by the way, and this is pointing us in the right. This is not magic. This is archetypes. When you read the WikiLeaks, the left is all doing Luciferian spells, which is their intention and their words for evil. But the Bible says what two people agree upon on earth will be made in heaven. Thousand percent. If if churches, if you got remember, we're illuminating. We're not the Illuminati. They're the counterfeit. Rudolf Steiner said it. Any force that seeks to constrict or control is by definition Luciferian. And um, n- n- when am I ever going to get the credit that I deserve? That is a combination of words that, that negatively influences me. Big picture, scary stuff. Yeah, you're never going to get the credit. It, it, exactly. And exactly. Look, it's usually even they're super successful, but they're still pissed. They can be in charge of a country. They feel like they've been screwed. That's because they hate themselves. That's because their victim mentality has been internalized so so deeply that they're now 
projecting their internal. Oh, everybody told me read Rudolf Rudolf Steiner. I'd never read him until two years ago. Dude is wild. People said, you're saying everything Rudolf Steiner said. I literally had dreams and visions of what his books say. Then I realized, wow, this is pretty much what I'm saying, a different interpretation. Yeah. And, and, And churches, if you get a... Very rare. I've been, I've been, I've been to church. Very rarely do people write down their prayers, and very rarely does a does a group of people have the same set of prayers that they're using uh, uh, every Sunday. And there's power in it. That's why they during the Majorly. lockdowns wanted churches to stop. Majorly. And then if you took because you're not taking or investing, or you're you're excuse me or spending your your you're you're not taking or spending. You're investing your time. We're going to do this in a second. You're going to see it. To get the word, get the breath in between each sentence, each prayer, each spell, then it comes from it goes from this mental exercise thing where I, I would really like to feel more of this. To it brings it into the isness. The rest of the body comes in on online and it's energized and magnetized. Because and, God said, and we're made in the image of God. We're creators. We are incredible creators, and we can create. We can we can create the problem. We can create the solution. And all the other things in between, and most people are. We're part of this thing. That's 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 the scary. And thing. that's why they and want us victims, thing. so we don't think we're part of it. Because even if you want to sit in the bleachers, you're on the field. The, most people's language is tricking them into being innocent bystanders in their life. That is existentially terrifying. They will be in an upregul- chronic upregulated state. Their breath will be trapped, and then then the news comes along with the next thing to sign up for, be afraid of, and everybody. So many people say to me, Alex, please stop being so negative. Well, for me, admitting I've gotten a rotten tooth and going in a root canal is not negative. It hurts. It stinks. It's got pus coming out of it. I go to the doctor, they fix it. That's not negative. I'm not living in denial. And so think of globalism as being hidden as an infection that we didn't feel yet, but now it's come to the surface. That's actually a positive thing. And so, yeah, Trump did overall a great job. They stole the election. We can't get down about that. We have forced them out in the open. So now they're trying to suppress us because they know they've been exposed. They're scared. That's why instead of saying, oh, we're a bunch of losers, look what happened. No, we're a bunch of winners. They're trying to suppress us. Let our light of truth shine and tell everybody what's happening. Your own website, your own show, my show, other articles, other videos. Just keep sharing however you can and realize we're in an information war. We're going to win this together. And the fight starts at InfoWars.com. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. We're talking about stuff the brain programmers, the soul programmers, don't want you to know. They're obsessed with it. They use it for the dark side. We're talking about the power of using your will. public from enemies, foreign and domestic. It's Alex Jones. Live from Austin, Texas, broadcasting worldwide from the InfoWars.com studios. Talking about Abracadabra, here's Little Bugs Bunny for you. Another one. They all explain this place. La da 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 da
It's Marina Abramovich. I am a vampire. Oh, yeah? Well, abracadabra, I'm an umpire. Hocus pocus, I'm a bat. Okay, I'm a bat, too. Abracadabra. You wouldn't hit a bat with glasses on, would you? Hocus, hocus, now I crush you. Abacadabra. Mark England's our guest in Lifted.me. Continuing here with the will, the mind, the direction you want to go, what the Bible says, what two of us agree upon earth done in heaven, and what one person agrees on is a connection to God. They want us to just think we're victims. How did you wake up to this and just continue on here? I thought I was a tough guy in high school. I wrestled, got into Brazilian jiu-jitsu in the late 90s, um, started fighting MMA, kickboxing, did okay on the regional scene. And I was like, I'm going to move to Thailand for a year, which turned into 10, which still sounds a little bit strange to say I was over there for a decade. Um, and so six months after I move over, there was a big deal. I had three going away parties. I I'd, I'd only had my passport for two years and move over there. And six months in, I'm having my second knee surgery and darkness descends. And I used that fail uh, or what I thought was a fail at the time, as it was the final piece of damning evidence in a case that I was secretly making against myself, Alex, that I was a loser, and I was somehow doomed to fail, and there was something something terribly wrong with me, and, and I turned myself into a grown-ass man baby. That's a technical term, and I didn't laugh for an entire year, and, and it was the first time I, I was talking about this on the Luke Story podcast yesterday. It was the first time I had ever... Uh, I, I remember wisdom showing up in my life. I, I, I looked, I was 27, and I looked down the path, and I was like, are you, are you going to be complaining about this flash-in-the-pan fight career when you're 55? Is that what you're going to do? And I saw that version of me. Yeah, it's like guys all they talk about was their college football career. Dude, that's not fun. That doesn't age well. It aged terribly. And I saw that version of me, Alex, and I was like, I'll take anything but that, man. And um, at the time, I was living in Bangkok, and... And I went down to a cleansing fasting resort where you, you pay them to not eat. It's a great business model. And um, one, uh, one night when I was down there, it was a guy named Barry Musgrave who was doing a, um, a workshop on emotional detoxification. And I saw him turn a, wom- a, a, a woman's it – it was an embarrassing breakup for sure. And, and the, the spell that held the whole thing together, everybody, the word or combination of words that – The mind control. Exactly. Self-induced, self-inflicted. Okay, was he did that to me and he had her repeat that sentence. He did that to me. He did that to me. So she's looking at that that one sentence. No need to go anywhere else. And he had so everyone else is looking at it, too. And then he said that last word, take out that last word, that me and put in himself. And it was such a radical departure from the story that she'd been telling herself every single day for four and a half years. Yeah, She's not what he did to her. That's him. 
Exactly. Well, they, what they do to us is doesn't define us. Exactly. It's what it's 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 what defines them. And 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 he broke that spell with one word, and it was such. Well, that's what I told the judges in these yeah. show trials. I said, "You're convicted. You may think you're getting me now. You're convicting yourself in front of the world, which they have. Thousand percent. People are always so confident. No, they they were. No, you're not defeating me. You're defeating yourself. That, that wasn't is, even. Yeah. I'm defeating you. You're defeating yourself. You're dishonorable. That's the that's the nature of the victim mentality. It, it will it will self implode eventually, and you know if we get our way, I would prefer Star Trek over the Borg, which I'm very happy to go into the difference between. Go ahead. Those two. And so she 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 took out the the me and put in himself, and it was she was so she was addicted. She was so addicted to telling herself the the woe is me story, and then blaming all men because of it. Hadn't been in a relationship for four and a half years after that. It was a clunky delivery. It, this is exactly how she said it. She goes, he he. He did that to himself, and it goes up at the end. It's called up talk, and then the breath unlocks. That's a major talking point for us. She goes, <sighs> "He did, he did do that to himself," and then she starts talking about all the the, the worst things that happened to him. And then she finally goes, "That was never going to work out anyway. That guy was actually really weird." And and I was, I go, I was like that right there. That was one of the coolest things I'd ever seen ever. And I had she a, was freeing herself. That's exactly right. And 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 and. That is this. This is the this is the 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 eternal inside job is us dismantling pre-existing victim mentalities. And, and that. that's how they trick us. And through Christ we overcome. We'll skip this break coming up. I, I'm not perfect, but I learned very early on. As soon as I got rejected, or as soon as I got my ass kicked, or as soon as things, I, I had this thing. I gotta do it more. I gotta defeat it. I gotta. And I look back now. It, all the trauma is what made me even stronger. The Nietzschean thing, it's like, in fact, I'm like too easy now. There's not enough trauma. And I'm not, look, I'm not a masochist, but it's like you, just, you get stronger when you decide to get stronger. Exactly. It's when you lean in, and most people are not leaning in. They're, they're trying to get away from it, or, or, or even worse, it's being coddled. A lot of people are, it's, for, in, a, in a lot of ways, it's the victim Olympics out there. Who's got the worst story? Whoever's got the most downtrodden story, they're winning. They're winning. And, and they make and everybody the more your quote that group's way. been abused the more valuable you are, but you really aren't being given value. You're being chained to the system and the social credit score when they do that. Exactly. And then, and then that's where you're getting your attention. So now you've got a group of people that are drama and trauma, trauma bonding together. And you've and got to be led by the head mess. conductor. Who's their political controller. Thousand percent. That's that's, I mean, how, how much has the victim mentality been the tip of their spear for color revolutions? D- did Hitler do that? Did Mao do that? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's and and that is where a tremendous part of our power lies. It, it's it's we and explain though. It doesn't mean we don't oppose them. We just we're victorious. We are victorious, and we're also um, in a process of telling ourselves a better story about ourselves. As in, no one's going to come. No one's. No one's coming. Everybody. No one's coming to save you uh, from your own victim mentality. That is yours and yours alone to do. And Tony Robbins says it. If you're not willing to take control over your mindset, there are multi-billion-dollar industries that are going to do that for you. And and the underlying victim mentality is is the thing that these control freak weirdo nerds hook into, and then shape the direction of the masses. And um, and the good news is is that we know what to do about that. Wow. So so you've got an exercise here. What is it? Yep. You want to do it? Breathing? Okay. 
So the moral of the story is the faster the story goes, folks, the harder it is to change. So you've talked to somebody who's been in, up, in, a, in, a, in a very stress-related, upregulated state. They're talking a mile a minute. Their breath is trapped in their chest. It's like talking to a brick what? Wall. Wall. Can't get a word in what? Edgewise. So the faster someone's story goes, and I'm talking to myself and you and everybody, the harder it is to change. So, so one of the things that slow we it down. do, yes, is slow it down. And look at the words. The fastest way to slow it down is to get it on paper, get the words on paper, whether it's where you want to go in your life or the scary stuff that happened back then that's still rattling around in there. Get the words on paper, and then you can do some really cool stuff. So, Alex, these are I got, I got a set for me. I got a set for you. I took the liberty of guessing that these would be things that you would want to have happen. What if InfoWars stays on, uh, on air for the next 10 years? What if, the, what if the global orchestrated crises are averted? What if all the children are protected and loved? What if the globalists start loving themselves? What if humanity, and, and when you what if things, it's a very slick way, smooth way of socializing big ideas. Like, oh yeah, what if? What if the spell of the collective victim mentality is broken? What if the breath of humanity unlocks? What if health, love, beauty, truth, and, gr- and strength are, are the norm? What if humanity's already won? And then we say those. And the enemy knows that we have one. That's why they're doing this. Exactly. So I read it, then I breathe. Yes. Let's do it. Read one and breathe. So this is important with the breath, everybody. You want to full in and a full out. Let all the air come out. The exhales, the exit. I'm going to breathe with you. You run them. Everybody else follow us along. And let's let's cast a spell for the, for, 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 for the children. How's that? And again, we're not talking about an occultic thing. This is... Already innate in us, they have their dark magic form of this that's secret. We're the yes, we're just using our opposite side. This is the counterbalance to that. All right. What if Infowars stays on the air for the next ten years? What if the global orchestrated crisis are averted? Good pace. What if the children are protected and loved? One of the globalists start loving themselves. That's a Christ said, pray for your enemies. Correct. What if humanity gently releases its ancestral inherited trauma? Pull in, all out. I'll, I'll get to that. Once you'll absolutely love this. Not today, victim mentality sticker. So you, I've heard you talk about many times. Um, you know, taking what they put out and then turning it back in on them. I'm driving driving in, in Richmond, Virginia, um, and somebody's got a not today patriarchy uh, sticker on their, their car. And I was like, huh, huh, not today, victim mentality. That sounds pretty cool. And then I started thinking about uh, uh, what that would look like. And then I saw it. This is before the stop sign showed up. Some, something, something cool and spooky is happening here, folks. And then that's me. Am I, am I right there? Not oh, red shot right here. Not today, victim mentality. Yeah, the, you're gonna, you're, people are already putting these around. You're going to start to see more and more of these around. Interesting places. So, yeah, I'm, I live 10 minutes outside of a one-stop light town in the middle of Virginia. And for four years, so I've been listening to you for 15 years, buddy. Um, uh, 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 thanks for having me on. This is an honor. And... and so I put those stickers on that stop sign at the end of my road about four years ago, and it made me smile every time I drove out. And then one day, about six months ago, 
somebody had decided to shoot it up and run it over. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting. So I may or may not have. So those stickers, Infowars.com, Alex Jones is right. And I'm so upset they attacked it. Hell yeah, they did. Uh, and I, I, I may or may not have drank a six-pack of Guinness and gone to the end of the road and yanked it out of the ground and threw it in the back of the truck and then took it back. And our neighbor helped me saw the thing off. And, and I, I said, and now it's like a Roman standard. Dude, I said to myself, I'm get, this is before I knew Naomi. This is before the, the um, uh, premiere of The Great Awakening. This is before I, 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 I had a way to meet you. I was like, I'm getting this thing in Alex Jones's hands. I'm getting it in his hands. And I drove down to Virginia, and half the reason was because I'm not, tra- I'm not flying with that. Makes and sense. now it's here. <laughs> sorry. And, and, sorry. And now it's a new big promotion you're doing. That's beautiful. And you... So the attack on the free speech, you didn't take it as a defeat. You turned it into now an image that millions are going to see. Yeah. And that's not being a victim. You take whatever the enemy does and you use it against them. You do job. It's good. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. Well, let's continue here educating people because it's totally true that they want to get us down. They want to depress us. I've not been perfect about dealing with this, but I've just learned you know, the biggest thing that gets to me is family stuff. People getting old, people dying. And, 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 you know, because the enemy thinks they attack me. It's nothing compared to personal stuff. That's all part of the process. And I've, I've learned to be positive about it. But, but the enemy attacking me, that, that's, that's a side issue compared to my personal relationships. That's where, you know, rubber meets the road. But it's all part of the larger process. And, and we've got to be strong. And being a man and being a woman is about the larger vision and having that internal clock that God gave you. That, that internal North Star that they can't change. thousand percent. And then also being a man, being a woman, and, and gifting the next generation with a better, better storytelling mechanism, also known as language. Our language is an inheritance, everybody. And that's why they're attacking it. thousand percent. They're attacking they are, the culture, yes, the language. thousand percent. And as you, if it's, it starts with awareness, educating yourself about what words force you to create the victim mentality, whether you like it or not negations, projections, and soft talk. I can quickly go into those things. And then also learning what words to use more of only if you want to stay focused on what's important and keep the drama down and build yourself up in your imagination and keep your, it's called self-image, and and create feelings of confidence and competence. And then you get Yeah, don't let them build your self-image. Let God's program for you build it. thousand percent. That's what I asked God. I said, what is your plan for me? And look at us. No. Yeah. And then you gift those that the way of using those words to your children. Oh, and by the way, you'll be breathing better. The better you use your words, the more clear. So the way the ling- English language. No, they now know when, a, when, a, when an egg meets a sperm, it, literally the attitude and the will of what the parents are thinking at the time is it imprinted on it. thousand percent. It's called epigenetics. It's weird. Yeah. And look it up. And, and, and also, so the, 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 more, the way the English language is used currently right now, we are under a Luciferian spell of separation, existential, also existentially terrifying. And so it's externalized, it's vague, it's inflammatory, and, it, and the ordinary stuff, take all the government conspiracy stuff out of it, the ordinary stuff sounds like, my dad always talks to me like a child. If somebody says, my dad always talks to me like a child, what kind of picture are they going to make, Alex? They're going to make a picture of him doing something to them or him, him not treating them the way that they want to be treated. And, and, and then the, the victim villain mental imagery. Or how about this? My driving teacher said when I got in the car. So that's projections. She needs to respect me more. He did that to me. When am I going to get the credit from them that I deserve? You're giving them the power. It's an excuse. Oh, thousand percent. And tanking myself in the process and, and, and limiting my potential. That's projections, negations. My driving teacher said this when I got in the car. 
uh, 30 years ago, I'm still talking about it. Look where you want to go because you're probably going to go there. I was working with this this guy um, uh, in a in a sales uh, uh, training environment, and he goes, I can't keep focusing on my past. And I said, okay, cool. If that's what you can't keep doing, what can you start doing? And he goes, uh, 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 fuck. Focus on my future more because he wasn't used to using those words. It's a little bit awkward learning better words, and you'll get yourself a speech embitterment. Shout out, Adam. And and then he goes, yeah, I can. And then the breath starts to unlock because I can't, if when he said I can't keep focusing on my past, he's looking in the past and not at the good stuff. And so and think about how nasty the globalists are. They know all this and then try to inflict people to screw them up so they don't have to compete with them. I want to be with a bunch of winners. They're going to, like Kennedy said, it raises all ships. Two thousand percent. And and I'm not an overly compassionate person. If anything, I'm, I've got a somewhat of a, a mean streak. And it breaks my heart when 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 children are hit with this. That's the worst. Oh, they take the dreams away. That's evil. I rarely use that word. And then and so, and I was like, yeah, okay, so uh, if, if you can't keep focusing on your past, what can you start doing? F- focus on my future more. I can focus on my future more. Yeah. And then because he was he was looking in the in the direction he wanted to go, we identified three things that he could do: go go to the the Tuesday night meetups, read two books, and and enroll in the mentorship program. And that dude, this is in 2014. He emailed me nine months later and said, I did those three things and I'm making money and my life has changed and I like myself now. Because guess what? It's real hard for somebody to like themselves when their breath is trapped in their chest, telling themselves a victim-centric story, and there's a lot of flavors to it, okay? And their breath is trapped in their chest. And then and then then you you expect other people to like being around and it doesn't you. Mean you don't the, like being around. It doesn't you. mean the topography is perfect when you become positive. It means now you can navigate it. it Before you're like listen, a car with no wheels, really, now yeah. you're a four-wheel drive. Exactly. You put the right gas in the right tank and you hit the right uh, 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 address into 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 Google but Maps. But don't the globalists get when they mess everybody up and 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 destabilize things that blows back on them like they think they could just sabotage everybody and then rule over a bunch of losers that's going to make them losers they're not leaders yeah if, a leader empowers people if you look at <coughs> if you look at war in history that's usually the last lesson people learn when it comes to those kinds of well that's right the new world order is doing desperate things right now yeah for sure and and like look at the old smart elites they're like libraries empower humanity empower and we'll get an even better cream they're like suppress everyone yeah, that's that's going to work because we're the well. leaders. We're the globalists. You must be our slaves. Yeah, and that that's coming from a deeply internalized uh, uh, lack. You're of not love. conforming to being our slave. We have to make everybody slaves. Yeah, yeah. And if this thing keeps going in that direction, Buckminster Fuller, he said it's going to be a neck and neck race to the very end. And I like those words, and I'm using them. And and we have so here's the formula. Okay, Doctor Rocket Science over here. Here's the formula. Humanity. Plus the victim mentality plus technology equals the Borg. That's where that goes. I'm doing it again. Humanity plus technology plus the victim mentality. This is our lane to change things equals the Borg. And if you don't know what that is, look it up. It's not fun. We have to decide to build a pro-human future and and admit we're amazing or we're going to be swallowed up by the transhumanist system. 
which is just a cleanup model, get rid of us. Thousand percent. And so if you just if you if you change one variable in that equation, humanity plus technology plus an architect mentality, that's what we call it when people We go, decide the direction of our development. Yes. Say it again, because we have never even talked about this, but you're we're on the same page. Yep. Say it again. Humanity plus technology with us being the architect yes. leads to Valhalla. Yes, yes. That leads to that that's that's where we retain our humanness and people are still making babies the old fashioned way and dancing and getting a suntan and laughing. Look up the board. The, that's the worst. That's the worst. They're going to say, hate our joy. That's why they say we don't have will. We, we, we don't have free will. Yes, we do. They want robots. Don't be the robot. Don't conform. We got to go to break. Yep. I'm going to air a little short uh, piece here that Greg Reese did on how they're manipulating the Abrahamic religions. And then we're going to come back and do one more segment. You got to come back and do, we'll do like a three-hour commercial-free special next time we're going to come back. Done. Because I know all this stuff, but and so nobody's perfect, folks. And I still get caught, especially when I get tired of it at work too long. Today I'm, I'm going to take like actually eight hours. I did Russell Brand for two hours doing this show, doing multiple hours, another interview. I'll be here till seven o'clock. I want to do it, but it'll be then when you. That's why most people should not work this much. So I learned that's when I get weak and negative is when I get exhausted. So there's got to be a balance there too, you know. Yeah. Can we call it info words? Info words. Yeah, that special segment we're going to do. Whatever you want to call it, man. Good stuff. In, info words. Well, we got uh, Mark Russian. I'm sorry, Mark Japanese, Mark Poland, Mark, Mark Mexico. Macedonia, Alex. That's right. Uh, Mark England's here. I was like, hey, it's Mark English. He goes, it's England. That's fine. I let it go, though. Let I'm not guess, that guy. Let me guess, your ancestors were English? Some of them, yeah. 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 All right. We'll be right back. Hour number three. And uh, then we got another big special guest joining us in T-minus 15 minutes, and then I'll be hosting into the fourth hour. Stay with us, with us, with us, with us, with us, with us. Finally, after close to a year, in early November, where I'm cutting this ad, we finally got one of our flagship products back in stock, Ultra 12, the highest quality vitamin B12 organic. You take it out of the tongue so you get better absorption into the body, through your blood vessels, and what it does to every system in your body is simply incredible. It's the natural, clean, energy, focus, immune system, everything. And it's 40% off exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. This has been rated as the best B12 in the country. It's available from a top lab that we private label it through at InfoWarsStore.com. Ultra 12, vitamin B12, taken sublingually, now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com, or you can call toll-free and order it as well, 888 253 and Ultra 12 funds the InfoWar as well. 